0: hi everyone welcome back to this week's episode of cheese and crackers last week my mom and i didn't upload a podcast episode due to the fact that it was memorial day weekend and we had a lot of listeners reach out to us saying that they were having a hard time catching up and they were a couple episodes behind so we took last week off to make sure that everybody could get caught up and go from there so hopefully if you're listening to this episode you kind of are filled in on what's been going on and you're ready for this week's episode. So for today's episode, it's just going to be me with my best friend Shreya and she is also a person who kind of found herself in this whole mess unexpectedly and it was the last thing that we had planned. As you know, for my 21st birthday, I went to Las Vegas with my best friend who is Shreya and she also lived above the store in one of the three apartments there we always saw each other we hung out when she came down to the store or we'd hang out on the weekends or she'd come to my house and swim in the summer times we were just really close and celebrated holidays and many things together we went to las vegas for a week and we came back and the last thing i thought was she was not going to have a place to stay. And so that's kind of what happened. Unfortunately, she found herself being homeless due to my dad moving in unexpectedly. And she's here to kind of share her view on everything that went down.
1: Hi, everyone. I'm Shreya. And yeah, you and me went to celebrate your 21st birthday in Vegas. And we had no idea what we were coming back to. And... I think the first thing you told me was, like, your dad hit the truck.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. A deer came by. Yeah, so she was with me. We were actually eating pizza when I got the text that he hit the deer and totaled his truck and how it was my fault. So she saw what that was like. Yeah, that was so weird. How he hitting the deer was your fault. Like, he couldn't, like,
1: take the blame for anything.
0: Yeah, so she... uh, Kind of knew what happened during the trip because she was with me. Mm -hmm. And then coming back, I think she experienced a whole different side firsthand than what she was used to.
1: Yeah, like when we used to spend holidays together, for me, you had like the perfect family image. Your mom was 33 in your marriage, have two gorgeous daughters. So I've always seen you guys from the outside for Mm -hmm. the world to be together. But on the inside, I could see like you all were struggling so bad. And it was a shock for me to see because I was like, I know you guys for two and a half years. I never saw that. And it was just sad how like I saw the whole thing fell apart.
0: When we got back, I actually spent the night in her apartment because I had to open the store up the next day. So I spent the night there with her, and little did we know that I would go back up to her apartment after hours and tell her that my dad had fired me. And so I told her what was going on, how he was acting at home, how he was being abusive, how it was, like, really, really bad. And that was, like, the first time I ever opened up to anybody other than my grandma.
1: (laughs) I know. Thank you for turning into me, but... I have seen you working so hard at that store, Bria, like you have worked during your college, after your college, you spent like every minute that you had in that store and like you would order the inventory, you would do like small chores, like you were the buyer and it's just like it was shocking for me, you were the store manager, you knew like at the back of your hand from everything.
0: And how could he fire you for, like, what? I think that kind of clued you in that he, like, mentally lost it that day. Yeah. Because it was... I think it was,
1: like, the loss of his truck because he was so materially attached to this Mm -hmm. thing. He had to take it out on someone and... He had power over you, Yeah. so he took it out on you.
0: I got fired. I told her I got fired. I told her that I would come see her when he wasn't there. And I told her just to watch out, be safe, be careful, let me know if anything goes on. And I think during this whole time, my dad didn't think that her and I would still be friends. Or even to this day, I think that, I don't know, he thought that when I was gone, I should be done with her. And not have a friendship anymore. But that is so weird. Like, we went on a trip to Vegas, like,
1: even to, like, not see that that we are... He's, he thought that we're not close, but we're still on a trip together. hmm So, But yeah. then
0: again, that's just his mentality and way of thinking. It's that control dynamic. And...
1: What they know is all they know.
0: Right. And that was something that he couldn't control anymore, being out of the picture. Anyway, we still communicated while I wasn't working there and her and I actually went to look at apartments because my dad had served her a really short notice that she was going to have to move out of her apartment which was above the store she had about 2 weeks or less to find a new place a new place so
1: i had to wrap up my 800 square foot apartment to literally an 80 square foot apartment and, yeah, in in the midst of, like, selling things, looking for new places, working full-time,
0: it was just... And a- it was in December. Winter, yeah. It was M- one of the of coldest December. months. Yep. Finding an apartment that was available and move-in ready really wasn't the easiest task because a lot of people aren't really looking to lease an apartment in December. Agree. We did a little house hunting together and found a place that actually worked out which was perfect but in the meantime there were a lot of issues that were still going on in regards to my dad and Shreya.
1: and one of them I clearly remember it was my last day I've wrapped up the apartment cleaned everything and I just had like work that day so I was like okay I'll pick the itsy-bitsy stuff the last day and we'll just hand over the keys at five so I remember from lunch at work around one-ish I went to the apartment to, like, just give a glass screen look. And I saw your dad in the apartment when I opened the door with a carpet cleaning guy. And I was like, ah, I didn't know you guys were in here. And he's like, well, technically, you're out. And I was like, no, I still have this place until midnight. So his couch was coming in that day and... Well, his schedule didn't work with my schedule, so he was like a little mad there. So <laughs> Just he was like, Yeah, he was like trying to tell me that he has to call cops because I'm trespassing. Well, the notice said that I still have the place till midnight, so he didn't read what I was trying to read him, which actually he wrote himself. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> we both called the cops, and then the cops told him I, I'm still good on that day, I still can move my stuff by the midnight, so he had to go. But yeah, I really saw him flipping on me that day. Yeah. That was an eye-opener for me, like how a narcissist can flip. And those were that was one day when I clearly saw it firsthand.
0: Yeah, I think clearly the issue was he didn't get his way. And he really didn't like the fact that you challenged him and you were right in the end.
1: Yeah, I, like, I was trying to tell him, hey, you're wrong and I'm right. And that triggered him.
0: Yeah, because he never likes to be in the wrong, and it's a control thing. It's a power move, yeah. and I think what really set him off was the fact that you were a woman. I agree
1: out uh, of the whole issue, uh, like the way he was trying to talk to me in front of a carpet cleaning guy, I did not like it. So I was just like, "Hey, you need to learn how to respect women," because on the inside, I knew what was going on in mm-hmm. the family between you, your mom. Like yep. how you guys served like domestic violence against him so i was like hey you really need to like
0: respect women and that triggered him even more and i think another thing that you told me was you could see how angry he was yeah like you saw how his face was red he was gritting his teeth and for us at home that was how he acted all the time so for him to actually do it in front of other people. We also knew that he was mentally losing it as well because he couldn't keep the facade together and it was kind of cracking. Right. And you kind of saw that once in the summertime too that we mentioned, how he'd like act out and didn't care anymore about who was here. You found an apartment, but the police did get involved because he did call them about trespassing and you actually went down to give him the key for the apartment in the store, and he called and tried to file trespassing charges for okay. that as well.
1: Yeah, I remember that. But, like, the cops were like, you're good.
0: Yeah, the cops were like, yeah, no, she's Because fine. your
1: mom already called them and told, like, something might gonna happen. So yeah. So that was very helpful.
0: So that was the other thing. We definitely were communicating still. She called me that day. I was at my grandma's house. I called my mom because my mom's half of the owner. She called The police department filled him in, said, hey, more than likely you're going to get called to the store. Here's a heads up. Just know that he is not quite right in the mind. And our tenant's in the right here. She has all the evidence.
1: Yeah, and he, like, didn't give me my deposit or anything. But I was like, okay, like, I... I just wanted to be out of this. It was middle of December. I wanted a safe place. Like, safety was my biggest issue Yeah, because
0: safety was a real issue for everybody. And even after her finding a place to stay at, he actually sent somebody after looking for her yeah. to serve, like, another paper that wasn't necessary.
1: Yeah, it's just, like, the best way to move forward with narcissists, I feel like, stay away from them. Mm-hmm. And let's just come... Go complete off contact because that way they don't have any power on you. And, yeah, I was, like, he was my landlord for two and a half years. So, certainly, like, he kind of, like, controlled me, too, in form one form or the other. So, the day, like, I spoke to him was shocking to him, too.
0: Yeah, because you never stood up to him like yeah. that ever, either.
1: Like, I had respect for him as your dad and the, ten- mm-hmm. the landlord. So, I always had my boundaries
0: there. I think experiencing it firsthand, you saw what like I was explaining to you and you experienced it yourself and you're like yeah for
1: me like I was in the bubble of like family Mm -hmm. so seeing it as a dad or I I just like I couldn't step in your shoes so I couldn't feel it but like with my own experience with a narcissist now I can really say like these people lack emotions and empathy so they're just empty on the inside so they only want what they want and nothing else can sound like ego is the biggest piece there
0: for sure they just want what benefits them at the end of the day
1: yeah monetary like your dad just wanted like my deposit to not get back to me so yeah all that hassle was for just that deposit money
0: yeah he didn't care that you were out on the street street in the middle of
1: december yeah yeah, with
0: your stuff in a car trying to figure out what you're gonna do how you're gonna live where you're gonna live no No, it was more about him and what served him.
1: And money, like financial loyalty is what they want from you. It's
0: what they think gives them a validation to others. But really, it's them with the lack of validation to themselves. So they hide behind things.
1: Yeah, for me, like I couldn't believe like what he's losing as a family has no value. And he's fighting over like cars.
0: I think this was probably one of your first experiences and I think now fast forwarding to present day you've had many encounters with them and so you know what to look out for and I call the red flags it's like
1: check if they're like gaslighting is the biggest piece like what you're feeling they will completely ignore those feelings and be like no you can't feel any of it then deflection manipulation is another big piece
0: I think it kind of made her more aware of how people act when they are narcissists in different things and now she knows what to look out for and she can spot them kind of like how we said my mom and I said that we can read the room and immediately just pick up on the traits like i feel like after you have your first encounter it's more easy for you to do so
1: well i didn't learn my lesson with my first encounter
0: <laughs> <laughs> so i
1: technically lived with one for 5 months in chicago and now i know
0: living with one is a different experience as well yeah And after she lived with her roommate who was a narcissist, she could kind of understand what we were going through at home living with him for all those years. Yeah.
1: Also, like, I've seen you as a 21-year-old to a 23-year-old now. I've seen a lot of change, a lot of growth, and a lot of healing in you. Like, earlier, you would be always available to people and be like, yeah, sure. And now I've seen you setting boundaries and you're on... high alert mode but also you're not like harsh on life.
0: I think that's a good point I think that after being controlled for so long I felt like I didn't know how to set any boundaries because I had someone doing it for me now I realize that without my dad being in the picture I can control the things and do what I want whether that's work related or friends related I have the power now like we've said before narcissists they really only care about the power and if they don't have power and they struggle they will make your life miserable that's true
1: you spend time on healing through therapy practicing Mm -hmm. yoga I've seen your whole diet change like you were living off fast food for years and now you really like care what you're putting into your body like changing life these are lifestyle changes and they're not easy It takes a lot of self-discipline
0: and control. Once you do things for you, then you feel better as a person. And unfortunately, narcissists, they don't want to change because that's the only way of living that they've ever known. So when they don't do the healing or try to improve their lives they just stay stagnant and complacent in life. And that's something that I've always told myself is no matter what, I'm not going to be complacent. I'm always going to change and try to grow as a person. And I think that's something that they don't want to do. They just want to stay in that image. It's hard for them to go inward.
1: Even like you were so young, you're still like going inward and like watching your actions and stuff. Uh, It's hard for them to go inward.
0: Yeah. It's just something they don't do. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. They don't have the emotion compass and compassion.
0: Or empathy. I think they really lack a lot of empathy as well. But it's for me, it's like, if you come from shit, you does not have to shit on
1: people. So it's like, for me, you can always change in the world. But that's the lesson I'm learning in life now, that it's up to people. Some people just don't want to, and they will never. And it's like how the good exists, the bad exists now.
0: Very, very true. I think that... You know, you are the only one that can change the circumstances at the end of the day. And unfortunately, you're going to come across people in life that don't want to change. And that would be my dad, I would say. Like, I know for a fact he probably will not change. Or will he ever want to because he's been this way for 50 plus years. So why would he start now? Once again, it's very sad. But I think uh, I think as a world, we're seeing a lot more narcissists and different traits and quality of people like the gaslighting and deflection coming into play and I don't know if it was the pandemic that kind of also shifted that but I just know from talking to Shreya, she's had encounters with at least two in the last couple months yeah and so it's a real thing which is also why we're doing this podcast my mom and I but there are a lot of people out there in the world like this who will put on this image and trick you into thinking that they're somebody that they just aren't And it'll take a while for you to kind of see these things. Mm -hmm. Uh, Wouldn't you agree?
1: Yeah, it's like they hide behind the material things. So it takes a while for you to notice these red flags. But eventually, like, whenever the person shifts, it's like all lies. So there's no truth in it. So their own story, they can't catch up on that.
0: Yeah, they have a hard time keeping their story straight. Yeah. And the more that they go on into trying to trick you into believing that they're this great person, the harder it is for them to... And also I've seen like it's not just it. like narcissism is not just
1: like in guys. I've met girls too now.
0: But I think that's also a good thing to so touch on.
1: Yeah, so for me, it takes so much strength to fight a narcissist guy because as girls... You're not that strong or powerful. Like it takes a lot of effort to like speak up. Mm-hmm. But I've seen some manipulation going on with girls too. So they exist, like in both worlds. Yes,
0: yeah. another thing to bring up is how that you thought a narcissist had to be some big guy like my dad because that was the first one she encountered. But really, <laughs> it it oh, doesn't. I'm a twenty five year old boy. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, narcissism comes in all ages. Yeah. And it doesn't discriminate at all, you
1: know. Also, living with narcissists is a lot of, like, draining of energy. Like, I didn't realize until I moved away from them that I, my, I lost my appetite. It's like...
0: Your sleep cycle is messed, messed up.
1: up. It's... They just suck so much energy out of you just being around them. And, Yeah.
0: Yeah, it takes a long time to recover, which is something that I've tried telling people, and they're like, oh, it can't be that bad. But really, it does take a toll on your physical, mental, and emotional health and well-being.
1: Yeah, like, I'm such a social person, and I have to, like, go inward and not meet people right now, because really, it so much energy and time, like, they have taken away from us.
0: Because, once again, they will use people to their advantage... To the (laughs) T. Yeah. And try to get everything they can out of you. Whether that's work or, I don't know, money, different things like that.
1: Yeah. For them, like, their standing in the community is so important to them. So they will, like, isolate you. Isolation is such a huge piece here.
0: One of the best things we both learned in our narcissist experience was to really not converse with them i mean i can't because i have no contact order in my case but the less you interact with them the less they have to use against you wouldn't you say yeah because also like for me
1: i cannot deal with people who are not honest Mm -hmm. for me they're fake they're just liars and like why would you want to be in a group of person like where they're just dangerous and harmful
0: And they do like to twist words a lot. That's a part of that gaslighting. Yeah. So... They don't
1: listen. They're like... No. They they really don't listen.
0: No, they're set in their ways, and it's their way or the highway. Yeah. Regarding whatever it is. The one I was living with has this weird
1: habit running the dishwasher with two dishes every single night, so it doesn't, like, make any logic or sense to do it, but that's just... Their way of doing it.
0: They all have their vacuuming own vacuuming or routines. like
1: washer or dryer. Like they just like so
0: materialistically attached to things. They're fixated on certain things. Like in her case, her roommate, you know, it was a cleaning thing. But my dad was so fixated on being on the computer late at night or not sleeping until four or five in the morning. Yes, yeah, same just for different them. things.
1: Yeah, he would wake up like two in the afternoons.
0: Once again. A this, lot of TV. Yeah, and that was my dad as well. I just think there's a lot of red flags. I think for sure she experienced it in my case, but she wasn't fully, like, immersed in the situation, so when she was out on her own, she could fully understand what I was talking about and what to look out for, and so it kind of helped her get through her situation, which is kind of what we're trying to do with this podcast. Yeah, like, people meet so many of
1: them all around us uh, but we don't know the signs so it's like you do better when you know so Mm -hmm. I just didn't know Yeah. now I know and
0: yeah you can teach others others on what to look out for right? which is a huge thing because I think so often people are tricked by these images that people portray and when you start to see the signs and notice it you can immediately pick up on the person they are
1: I agree. Always be careful of like people around you and just try to see the signs and just make yourself educated on narcissism. You never know when you come across one. So watch hear podcasts, like watch YouTube videos on narcissism. Mm-hmm. Like the more you will learn on it, the easier it becomes to catch these red flags. I wish I knew them when I was going through it. But It's just, like, education was missing on it.
0: Which is something our society doesn't talk nearly enough about, if at all. So, educate yourself. Thanks for listening. My mom and I will be back next week with a new episode on Monday at 5 a.m. You can get it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and our own website, which is cheeseandcrackers.us. And, as always, thank you for the support. You can email us at cheesecrackersus.gmail or reach out to us on our social media platforms.